created live on Fireside. So welcome to Wine is Live with <laughs> Annabelle Thread. We are waiting for Camille, but Cynthia and I wanted to jump on first to talk about what we have upcoming. So hello, Cynthia. How are you? Hello, <laughs> I had to switch to my phone. I had to, oh, I had to get off my computer because it was, um, it's, again, I don't know what's going on. Um, but welcome. Welcome, Christy. How are you? And um, everyone that's listening on different platforms, we are here live on Fireside. If you guys have been following Cynthia and I, you know that we've had a very busy last couple months. Um, and so we just got back from the Super Bowl luncheon where we had, I mean, Cynthia, how amazing was that? And then I know we're going to jump incredible. into the draft. Right. I mean, we. it feels like it was just yesterday because we just finished up with all of the amazing interviews and clips that you got during the event. And that's my favorite thing. It's like when we say, come to the luncheon so we can find out what you're about, what you do, promote what you're doing through Thread. We're not kidding. It's like you really get out there, you you sit down, you share, and then we share. And we put it out everywhere. And it's also a great opportunity to share our sponsors and thank our sponsors by continuing to tag them for like eight weeks after the event. And now we're rolling right into the draft event, which I'm really looking forward to in Kansas City. And, you know, just the same thing will hold true at the Kansas City event. However, it's going to be more of a workshop for if you if you're starting a business, if you're starting a new career, if you're anticipating having a career or business, it's going to be um, similar to what we've done in the past with UBS, with our breakout sessions and our workshops. Angela Brown is going to be leading it, and um, it's going to be a pretty incredible day, as well as the pop-up shopping and swag bags and cocktails and, you know, just, you know. So much fun. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. I do love these between these, the most important events, the Super Bowl, the draft, and the Hall of Fame. Um, so excited for all three of them for us, for us this year. Yes. I mean, they're excited. So if you guys are listening and you're like, okay, we want to get involved. How do we want to get involved? If you've watched, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff, if you, you know, seen here on Fireside, if you've gone to the podcast players and watched the episodes, or if you've seen the YouTube, you know that we've had some really great sponsors. We have some really great sponsors and we highlight them, as Cynthia said, throughout the mm-hmm. event. So it is a really exciting time for someone's brand to get in front of this really dynamic uh, group of NFL community. So if you guys do want information on how to get involved, please reach out to either Cynthia and I, uh, myself, Cynthia, where would you want people to reach out to you the best? Um, I think um, probably going on to nflthread.com to see everything that I do and we do. Um, And then also Cynthia Zordich at nflthread.net. You can just email me directly, but taking a look at, you know, what we do from the, and even on Instagram at nflthread. It takes you to the Beacons page that has everything. And of course, your Instagram as well. It shares all of our podcasts and everything that we've done um, at events and, you know, during the weeks. Yeah. So So if you guys, yeah, if you're definitely like, oh, I I definitely want to be a part of that, um, reach out because we have some really great uh, opportunities. And as Cynthia said, we have a breakout. I mean, it's like such a cool thing for someone to get involved in the breakouts Mm -hmm. and then, um, you know, have their brand behind the podcast be able to put something in the swag bag. I mean, how many of the women and men were like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. 
everything that we got in the in the swag yeah. was just so freaking cool. Um, it's incredible. And also so many times the items in the swag are from the NFL community, which I love most. So if you are planning to go to the draft as an NFL spouse or an NFL player, and you want to promote either your your product or your platform or your book or your business, um, definitely reach out. Um, we will be putting out our Save the Date very soon, um, working with a really great group of people in Kansas City. Um, definitely register and plan to promote what you do. Plan to come, plan to jump on the podcast with Juliet. And um, that's on Thursday, April the 27th that we'll be doing it starting at 11 a.m. Yes. And again, it's going to be streamed from Fireside. So we will have you guys kind of behind the scenes. These are the things that you don't get to see. These mm -hmm. are the kind of events that you wouldn't be there because you're not, you know, especially if you're not a part of the NFL community, um, which is really cool. And that's where sponsors have the opportunity to be there. So, you know, uh, if you think about some of the events that we've done in the past, it's a really great time for a sponsor to be there and get in the community, make relationships, share what they're doing. Um, and it, it's a safe space. So again, please reach out to Cynthia and, um, or myself, and we can get you more information there. So exactly. I know we're, we're waiting for Camille, um, to come on and we just wanted to take you through also some of the really cool things, you know, from the playbook. I mean, Cynthia, take them through, I mean, that beautiful episode, um, you know, edition of the playbook and some of the people that we are, um, going to be talking with throughout this year. Right. It's just, um, uh, this, uh, this has been, it's such an emotional, issue, the, this particular one. Um, it's almost like a full circle moment for me in revisiting transition, you know, from starting with when the clock runs out and doing that book when Michael was leaving the league and we were just new to transition to mm -hmm. 20 years later, revisiting the idea of transition with the playbook. Um, it's just having Franco Harris on the cover, you know, having been blessed because of Dana to interview Franco, you know, in December to, um, to talk about, you know, just the fact that he was being celebrated for his, you know, the immaculate reception celebrating 50 years, the fact that he was getting his jersey retired. And then he also just wanted to talk about what it was like for him when he was leaving, when he left the game and went to work. And, you know, I just feel really blessed to have to share his words to current players. And then I was also able to get my husband in the playbook, which meant so much to me um, to talk about his transition and his journey. And then Rodney Pete is in there and Randall Cunningham and Ricky Waters. You know, we have so many awesome players from the Eagles that I was really excited to get in there that I love so much. But I'm going to start... Um, Put, you know, profiling each and every feature now that we're done with the Super Bowl um, and now that we're done sharing. So I'll be starting to share once a week a pivot feature and and then, of course, like share that article separate from the play, playbook so that everybody can really enjoy these amazing stories that I'm so, so blessed to, to have gotten and we have such a great writing team, you know, yes. also. I'm mm -hmm. so excited about it. And guess what? Camille is here. So let's Yay. let's bring her up as um, this is perfect timing. So hello, Camille. I'm going to invite you to video mode. And you'll see that kind of pop up. And we're so excited to have people learn a little bit more about you. I know if you guys have been watching us, you saw that Camille, we had her at the luncheon. And um, I said to Cynthia, after we uh, spoke, I said, oh my gosh, we have to have Camille on 
after for a longer episode because of what she is is doing. So um let's right. see. Oh shit. Oh, oh there. <laughs> Hi Camille, how are you? Hi ladies, I'm well. Hi Camille. So good. So Hi, I just want to yeah. I want to introduce really quickly Camille Jenkins of Camille's Keys and Camille I we're going to go into, you know, just the consulting and coaching that you're doing and how you got involved in that. Um but All right. first we would love for you to um just give us a little background about you. Tell the listeners, you know, that are listening to YNS Live with NFL Thread here live on Fireside a little bit about you, and then we'll tell people kind of where they can go and, and follow you and see what you're doing. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm a wife and a mother, and I am a grandmother. I had my fifth grandchild. Well, I didn't have her, but my fifth grandchild was blessed to enter this world just a few days ago. So that's my primary um, work in life. Um, I'm also a uh, customer experience consultant. I branched out on my own a few years ago after a 30 plus year career in the home building industry. Um, and in my former career, I held positions of like VP of national customer relations, um, which oversaw construction and warranty initiatives for home builders. I was a customer service manager. I've been a superintendent. I've actually been out in the field helping to build. I often joke and say that my daddy thought I was a boy because even though I had brothers, I was the one that had to go outside and help him build the fence or, you know, work on the house or put the wall in. Um, I am a Los Angeles native, but I live and reside in Goodyear, Arizona. I've been in Goodyear since 1991. So, um, <laughs> or in Arizona, I'm jokingly called a native, but I'm still an LA girl at heart. Go Lakers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, you know, I have a lot of hobbies, um, and none of them are ever completely completed because I always just get back to work. Um, that seems to be me. So currently, in in my consulting career, I help uh, organizations, home builders, um, the hospitality, education, and medical area to just improve their customers' experience. And that could be anywhere from helping them with uh, pr improving processes and procedures, um, maybe dialing into, um, maybe there's some policies that they have that are they think working for their organization, but not so much for their employees. So it's difficult for their employees to deliver uh, because of them. Um, helping them to identify areas maybe they hadn't considered before to streamline their processes. And uh, I'm also a speaker. And I really enjoy um, motivational speaking. I speak on change management. I have a class called Good Cop, Bad Cop, i.e. Good Boss, Bad Boss. And it's just mm -hmm. really helping leaders to understand that you can lead with your heart. You can lead with empathy. Um, you don't have to lead with, a, you know, an iron thumb. And uh, lots of other speaking categories. But, yes, I'm loving what I'm doing. It's a big change from my career. But I've found that it suits me. I love that. And I did, if you guys, when, you know, Camille's talking, we have right down here in the fortune cookie where you can find her. Camille lives on LinkedIn. That's her most place, but you can also find her at on her website, Camille, camillekeys.com. And you can find out more what she's doing. So I, you know, I have so many questions, you know, I love that you have doing so many different things. Um, and Cynthia, if you want me to stop and take it back, I can also do that. But I kind of, I know when we, at the luncheon, you really talked about, that it took you three years to kind of pivot what you were doing. You needed to wait until, you know, your husband 
was kind of leaving the league before you jumped in, but you, as you explained, you had a career before. So if you can yeah. take us through a little bit about what that looked like, because there's going to be other women, you know, in the league, uh, women that are not even in the league, but listening that maybe are going through times that they're going to be pivoting out. And so if you can take us through a little bit what that looked like um, from behind the scenes, that would be great. Sure, absolutely. So my relationship with my husband, as I explained to you, we dated for a very short period during the tail end of his career. So although I've uh, developed great relationships with many of the women um, that are NFL wives, if you would, we don't we don't have a TV show, by the way, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, my experience was a little different because I experienced kind of the tail end of his career. So I without realizing it, I was a part of his pivot. And um, by being a part of his pivot and being being supportive and on occasion, occasionally maybe shaking him and going, get out of it, you're going to make it through, you know, I had to be very stable. Um, I had always been stable anyway. I was a single mom with uh, three kids. And so I had to make sure that my ends were met and that my kids had what they needed. So when I um, had this new husband who was pivoting through his situation, I had to become even more stable. And during that time, I realized that um, although I had wanted to make some changes, it was not in my best interest at that time to do it. But what I could do was I could start preparing in the event that the opportunity presented itself. Now, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to be able to make a change. Um, And so I really just started taking a better look at our finances, not like, oh, couponing it up because I suck at that. It was (laughs) it was more like hey, maybe I can take, you know, this much money from each paycheck and just put it into this account that's really challenging to get to and really difficult and start saving. I can start studying. I can start asking people who are smarter than me to teach me how to get into stocks, to teach me what are the best things to do. I found that while my husband and I in our earlier years of marriage would try to approach any type of financial advisors or things of that nature, they would hear NFL and then immediately it would be more like, Yes, hand us your stuff, hand us your portfolio and we'll manage it for you. Well, being that I was a single mom, I didn't really have the luxury of letting other people make financial decisions for me. So I was very leery of that. So I took that time to just learn and I just started to save, kind of change our mindset about money because my husband's mindset about money. And I realized um, speaking with a lot of NFL players, former NFL players, they they just kind of always thought the next check was coming, you know, and, and it was un, it was weird because they also expected someone to knock on the door and give them a job. Whereas I was from, quote unquote, the real world where you had to go out and get a job. Mm-hmm. So during that time, it was a lot of money matters, conversations, um, making those changes. And I really poured myself into my work, um, into my career. And I just started to really excel and get promotion after promotion. And so with those promotions, you know, I love when I'm hearing Chad Ochocinco say now about that he wore fake jewelry yes, and put his I money up. That. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, you know, we were never the flashy type, but that money, my, you know, my raises were going straight into the bank. It mm-hmm. was going into Apple stock. It was going into um, investing in myself. It took a long time to understand too, that the saying you have to spend money to make money is true. So I started taking courses. I started 
investing in business coaches here and there to help me because it was a mental, it was mental gymnastics to walk away from such a secure position that so many people would strive to get. I don't take for granted one minute the blessing that I had in the career that I had, but it wasn't what I was born to do. I'm good at it, but it wasn't what I was born to do. And it was stressful and it had me very confined, eight to five, eight to five. So I took the three years to, you know, really learn more about finances, not just save money, um, learn about how to kind of get through low times, which I went through with my husband and his pivot, um, and just really do what I needed to do to understand what life could look like um, without that stability because I was at my last organization for almost 21 years. So for 21 years, I had, you know, I knew the first and the 15th, this was showing up. Um, so it was a big change. Yeah. Um, I definitely have a question in that. What was the number one motivating factor for you to have your own business? What, 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 what it was the need? What were you searching for? Well, I can't say that the motivating factor was having my own business. I knew I needed rest after 20 plus years. I didn't rush into anything right away. It's amazing how much laundry and dust and children's needs and things show up. I was extremely busy, even though I wasn't working. <laughs> and uh, the truth is, um, I'm a licensed realtor as well. So I thought, well, I'll just go into real estate because I'm great at that and I'll sell home. And my former CEO, to be, if I'm being honest, is the one that said to me, you should consider consulting. You could help so many other companies. And that just really, you know, resonated with me. First, that it was coming from him, who I had just had to tell that I was leaving his company, which I adore him. And I didn't want to really leave him. I just knew that it was no longer a good fit. So I was blessed enough to have someone that cared enough to speak that into me even though they were kind of losing me. Right. Um, and I thought, well, I, I don't know what consulting looks like. And so I did what I always do. I dove in, I studied, I figured it out. And it seems like the minute that I kind of opened myself up to it, uh, opportunities started coming my way. I love that. Um, mm -hmm. Cynthia, did you want to add something? No, go ahead, Julia. You know, I, what I think is, and it's, it's always such a theme on, I feel like on all our shows. Um, and it's one thing that really like lights me up and fires me up is if you didn't take what your, you know, former boss said and you kind of just was like, Oh, neat. And you didn't explore it. Right. You didn't think about it. You just kind of moved on. Your life would look very different. And so that's what I always challenge people that are listening that are out there to really focus and think about like if someone says something or you've heard it a couple of times, you need to explore it. There's a reason. And I, you know, Cynthia and I've talked about this many times. I believe in God, but whether you believe in, you know, the universe or God, whatever you believe in, there is signs that are brought to us all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And, and if we ignore a lot of them, you don't know where your path is. You know, we all, I believe, have a path, but we all don't find it because we don't allow ourselves to let, you know, our brains go and explore. What will that look like? So mm -hmm. kind of piggybacking off of Cynthia's question, when you, when he said that, it obviously planted the seed and you started studying a little bit more. Were you, um, did you hear it a couple more times or was it like his word that kind of was, was you know, the, the solid factor or was there other signs that you were getting around you? Well, I would say it was probably, I was getting some signs around me for some time. I am, 
I had kind of a traumatic event. Um, I've had a few traumatic events, like everyone does, um, in my life. I, one was with my child, and the other was the passing of my mom. I was such a workaholic. You know, I, I had a high-stress job, and I did a lot of uh, de-escalating matters with customers. So I spoke with people who were very upset, very angry. They had already spoken with three, four people already, and now they've got me. And I kind of was the type of person that would own it. I would go, okay, the buck stops here. I understand I'm going to work this through resolution. But I would be juggling maybe four to six of those at a time, plus Mm. um, supervising people, et cetera. So I had a tendency when I was um, really dealing with a lot to take on more. It's part of my personality. It would be like, I don't want to go to a shrink because I don't want them to tell me how jacked up I am. (laughs) I'm just going to go take a life coaching class. And so I became certified as a life coach, right? So during that process, I heard that a lot from my instructor. You're really good at this. Have you ever considered being a life coach? Have you ever? And I'm like, no, not really. I'm taking this class because I don't want to go and sit in front of a you know, a psychologist because I have issues because I'm an overachiever. And so I'll just add another certification to my belt. Right. So I heard that from her and uh, a lot of my former employees, they would come to me and I would help counsel them or help them figure out a process. Some other departments go, Hey, Camille, I know this isn't your area of expertise, but you're good at this. So indirectly, I heard a lot about you're good at working with people. You're good at helping people figure out their problems. Um, you're good at making sure that in the end, the customer is um, excited. And even, you know, you're good at turning frowns upside down. I used to hear that a lot. So when he said that, I think it it kind of helped me propel the challenge within me to go learn it. And if he hadn't said that, um, it's not that I wouldn't be consulting. I just may have gone about it a different way. I probably would have dove right into real estate because I know that inside and out. I can sell a home. I can help you buy a home. I can freaking help you identify a house you shouldn't buy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'd be in that field, but I think what it did was it gave me the confidence. It's interesting that you talked about, in a sense, chaos, because I was listening to your interview and when you were talking about your time out on the field, that you found comfort in the chaos of all the activity around you. And I I was thinking about that and was wondering like, what makes a person like that, you know, where when it's chaotic all around, they can zero in and, you know, do what they need to do and function at a a better, you know, speed or a more focused point. And I wonder why that is that you're like that. I think I'm like that because of my mommy. Um, when we were growing up, my mom, she was a beautiful woman. She, she was a, my mom was not, was bored if she didn't have a lot going on. Um, there's a line that Prince says in one of his songs, she's never satisfied. And I think that was my mom. We moved a lot, uh, a lot. I went to a lot of schools. I, I went to probably four junior high schools, six high schools. I mean, we moved around a lot. So, Right. I, I became very familiar with change and chaos and being so young, I didn't see it as instability. It was just the way things were. And so in that chaos and in a lot of change, 
I found a way to zero in on something about it. Like it was exciting that we were moving to a new place. So we got to get new things or I'm going to a new school. I'm going to meet new kids. I wasn't really thinking about the fact that I'm going to possibly be behind or, you know, I'm not going to understand what they're talking about. And so it became a survival instinct. And Mm -hmm. so if I walk into a job site, what most people see as just crazy, you know, the music and there's, there's um, noise and people are swinging a hammer and there's, you know, maybe 60 people on that job site and there's garbage everywhere. There's baby pools. I remember people going, what are the baby pools? I'm like, they mix concrete in it. And you know what it represents to me is progress. The smell of the wood. When I, when I walk on a job site, it's like, this is a community being built. There will be families here. There will be children playing in these streets. Eventually people will have Thanksgiving dinners at these tables under these roofs that we're building. Like I see home, new home construction completely different. And I love the chaos of that. I even, you know, the home that we're in now, my husband and I bought is 20 years old. When we first started walking through it, he's like, well, it doesn't have this. All I'm seeing is our bones. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can knock that wall out. I can do this. We can replace this counter. You know, he's like the, let me see it in the finished. And I'm like, oh, I get to play. I get to get concrete under my nails. So it is different and it's a little weird, I know, but I love the chaos of construction. So I have to, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I no, just I like, just have the, oh, go ahead. We're, 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 like, we're, we're Julia. <laughs> you got us both so excited that we're like, go ahead, Julia. <laughs> no, you, cause I have, I want to read a quote afterwards, but you, so you finished your thought there. Okay. Well, when you say that to me, it, it's like I, you're on a job site, but I'm thinking about life and I'm thinking about businesses and I'm thinking about family. And then I'm thinking about in your head. So what you're pretty much saying is chaos is progress because if it's chaos, then you're thinking and you're doing and there's it's action. Whereas, you know, if you're complacent, then that's not progress. That's just, you know, dead space. So it's almost like you're saying embrace chaos in your life rather than letting it cripple you, right? Yes, because we, we're all going to encounter some form of chaos. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, but, but also let me point out that consistent chaos will cause a lot of stress, which we know causes, you know, medical issues and things like that. So you have to know when to cut it off too. But chaos, if you are the person that can walk into the room and in the middle of the chaos, You can find your peace enough to start, you know, eating the elephant one bite at a time and you're powerful. And that's me. And it took me quite a while to realize that the reason that I was being given all of the hard things to do, the reason I was being people were being directed to me when they were that upset and that angry was because I was really good in the midst of chaos in finding the calm and helping them get through it. Now, it does burn you out over a long period of time. So if you are dealing in a lot of chaos, you do have to have your moments and your opportunities where you can just, you know, get away from everything and shut down and recoup. I I so appreciate that. So this is my favorite quote. And this is the quote that I like live by. 
brave girl. You were made for far more, be- far more beautiful things. Chaos is only understood when it is loved by the wild, not the weak. And I love that so much because it's so true. It's life. It is life. Mm-hmm. And as you said, and that's why I got so excited. I was like, oh my God, we're talking about chaos. This is like my absolute favorite quote. And people say to me, this is like the quote I live by because I sometimes create chaos <laughs> if I'm too like- And we do. <laughs> you know, stagnant in my life. I'll be like, I need to I need to think of another business. I need to add something else to my life where really it's like, no, just sit in it. Don't You don't need yeah. to stir chaos. You have enough going on. Um, but I do- live well in that chaotic moment. But then if it's too much or there's too much uncertainty in it is when I break. So if like there's certainty in that chaos, I can I can go and I can fix it and I can do it. But if there's like, oh, but we don't know the answer to this and it's going to take three months, then I like, I go a little crazy, right? I get in my own mind. So I think it's so beautiful that you said that. And I love, Cynthia, the question, because you know that that was also what I was thinking of, like, what kind of built you? It's like, what gave you that grit? And I love that you kind of really formulated that with your, with your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to ask you, so when, you know, I know when we had your husband on, Marte on for the, he came on right after you and he was so cute. Yes. He was like, no, I got pictures. I got, you know, I got, I got you. I got you. And he's so cute. <laughs> he's, he's really cute. It's funny. Cause he's like, no, 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 I was over here. I was taking pictures. You guys just didn't see me. And he, what he said, which I just thought was so beautiful was, you know, when he was leaving the league, he said, you know, he loved ball so much. And when he was leaving the league, he said, if I didn't have, if he didn't have you, he said his life would have looked very different. You know, he said, I had a, a strong woman that could help me. Um, and so I do want to dive a little bit into that because I know that's going to help others um, kind of navigate when they're going through, whether professional sports, whether life, you yeah. know, I mean, we have pivots all the time. Right. How did um, you think your personality really, and his personality, like how did you really uplift him and get him out and, and really kind of work through that as a couple? Well, I will say that it was challenging. Um because we married in 2006 and I don't know exact. I, I believe, I think 2005, he played Canadian football. So I think like 2004 was kind of his last year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so from my experience, it appears that they'll often look for another way to play, like go into Canadian football or, arena football or something like that. And and a lot of the focus is just around playing again. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, Hey dude, you know, we just got married and I, I had a career before him. I owned my home and and everything. And these kids of mine that I was responsible for, and he had blending families and I'm like, Hey, if you want to, you know, he brings up Canada. And I said, the very last thing I will ever do is keep you from your dream. That is not my position. But if you should choose to go to Canada and play, then we need to discuss how this looks because I'm also not going to be a married single mom with another kid. That just doesn't make sense. Right. I'm like, <laughs> nobody signed up for that over here. Right. So he goes on to Canada and we worked through it and I'm like, okay, so what is the game plan? I, I realized there was no real five-year plan. And, and this is not to knock him. It's just, they go in so young mm-hmm. and if they don't have a, if they don't have the support, 
close to them to be in their ear while they're playing saying, hey, what's your two-year plan? What's your five-year plan? You know, what's your next career look like? That wasn't, he unfortunately didn't have that. So that's what I was doing with him. Like, hey, what does this look like when you're done? You know, I married for love. So I didn't marry for, you know, this football thing. To be honest, I don't know very much about football. Um, I'm a boxing (laughs) girl. (laughs) So um, it was really just like dropping the seeds without doing it in a way where made that made him think I was trying to control his life. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think so many people are trying to control their lives early on and just, you know, standing my ground. No, that's not okay. With a gentle heart, like I'm coming to you with love. I am not okay with that. So he did the Canadian thing. And then when that was over, which they wanted him back, but again, I'm here. Kids are here. Laundry's here. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing that thing. So he made the decision to, to stay. Um, really just helping him explore his talents. You know, hey, you know, you're really good at this. Maybe you should consider going that route. And then, of course, as a man, he he did what he had to do to start working and, and, and you know, providing for us. But really just like giving him the opportunity, some space to mourn because it was kind of like a divorce. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the same thing for me when I left my career. That's what you know. He He lost camaraderie. He lost that team. Now, when he left football, it, he wasn't as engaged with the team players because they're still playing. So now they don't have as much in common. Um, and they live all over the world and they were together because they all had this common um, thing, which was football. You know, he went through a time where he didn't even want to watch football. He didn't have a jersey on the wall. I think it was maybe a three year period. So finally, I'm like, you need to be proud of your accomplishments. We're all proud of it. And I start digging out the jerseys and getting them framed and mm-hmm. all of his awards and his footballs and start putting them up. And, hey, you know, made up snacks I'd never made before. Football games coming on, you know, just <laughs> encouraging him and helping him to just get back and embrace, get involved with the NFLPA, start to go to some of the meetings, you know, call some of your old um, the guys you played with. Uh, so. I felt like my position, if I do understand football enough, I would want to be the kicker because it seems like they don't get tackled as much. (laughs) (laughs) And the quarterback gets all the glory, right? So I was like, I'm going to be your quarterback. I'm going to like, I don't know anything about football, but I got Holly Pete Pete Robinson's book and read it and uh, tried Tried to get the lingo. I learned all the history. Still don't understand the game. But I'm like, did you know a 19 something? Like, How do you know that? So, you know, I, I started. That. That <laughs> I just get your own damn beer. I'm watching. The yeah. Game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like beer. But I sat and tried to watch the game. And, you know, I'm like, when we went to the game, where's those lines? He's like, the lines are only on the TV. Camille. Oh, oh, I thought they're on. The, they're on. They're not here. You know, I just started like getting him back engaged. Um, And so I guess my recommendation to other ladies is, you know, keep them from losing the spark, you know, Mm -hmm. keep them from losing the joy that they had in the game. And also for Marte, he's so good with kids. And I said, well, why don't you start working with some of the kids in the neighborhood that are out in the street throwing the ball so he started his own speed and agility training business for Wonderful. some time. He's 
kind of um, kind of he's kind of set it aside for a while right now while he's pursuing his current career. But he did that, too. And he worked with children that went on to get scholarships at college. We traveled to college to watch kids play. Um, he has contributed to uh, creating some wonderful young men and women. And I think that really did it, too, because he saw the genuine respect uh, from the kids being called coach. And it wasn't mm. about money. I think he charged 50 bucks, whereas some of the other, you know, NFL players or former NFL players with a with a more household name, they're charging hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get training. So he was like 50 bucks a session. We have kids lined up. He's got them vomiting and getting right back <laughs> up. And I'm like, leave the kids alone. But they loved it. So I just encouraged him. And mm. Similar to how my former CEO saw something in me, I saw something in him. I saw the ability for him to give back. Right. And he's always loved real estate. So I said, well, you know, why don't you work on getting your real estate license? And he did. And that's what he does now. He sells real estate. So that pivot for him was painful. And it was painful for me, too, because I had to be careful I'm watching him kind of suffer in silence. And so I couldn't speak on the suffrage or that might even become more heavy. Mm -hmm. I had to completely keep, you know, encouraging. So I was like this quarterback, cheerleader, kicker, also going through my own stuff at the time. But I felt like I had to really just sacrifice what I was going through. And that's why I was talking about my staying stable to help him through his change. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Go ahead, Cynthia. I, I I think you did everything right. I every single mm. thing right. And that's the number one thing that drives me crazy is how quickly these guys forget who they are and what they've done. So you surrounding him by, you know, with his you know, it's, it's not to be crazy, but just reminding him of who he is and what he did what he did and where he got. You getting him involved with, you know, the NFLPA, the trust, you know, the legends programs, all these things are so important because now he's with his peers more and he's realizing yeah. that so many of the guys are experiencing the same things. And then um, I did want to tell you, though, that I love what I love the agility camp. And you are you aware of um, the NFL matching grants program for um, players that have any type of camps or any type of programs for kids? They do um, a matching grant. So definitely like reach out to me after to find out information to apply for that, because that's the whole, you know, the idea of these of our players talking to kids spending time with kids promoting the importance of the game you know within their communities is just so important I think too so I feel like the and I know you're consulting but if you can ever get in front of any of you know these rooms that are filled with you know NFL spouses NFL mm -hmm. players to talk about how you helped Marte through transition um, because when I see the two of you walking down the runway at the fashion show and mm -hmm. the pride and this, the, you're just so dynamic and, you know, you just have this like magnet attraction to what you guys are and what you're doing. It makes me so excited to think that as a couple, you know, you created that together and you helped build him to that point. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, it, I can't say, but sometimes I feel like the fact that I wasn't there through all of his career, um, I don't know so much if, oh, I know it was a negative for me because I didn't get to go shopping. 
But <laughs> I mean, I I think that um, I think that in in the time we've been married seventeen years now, and in this time period, I've I've definitely met a lot of wonderful people, um, especially ladies who are um, NFL wives, if you want to say that, and they were with their husbands sometimes through college, through their being drafted, or you know later. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, what a beautiful experience that is, too. And for me, like not really knowing anything about football, I think in some weird way it was helpful to our relationship in the beginning because I was like, you wear the hat, the helmet. He's like, it's a helmet. Okay, you wear the helmet (laughs) and you wear the little tights. He's like, they're not tights. I'm like, well, they look like tights. <laughs> I'm like, they're really cute on you. you know? Like I was so naive in the beginning about um, football. And I have learned so much about the business and, um, you know, just interacting um, with um, coaches and financial advisors and management um, that I had a different perspective because I had a business mindset. Mm-hmm. So I think it was very helpful. I, I'll tell you a funny story. He'll be embarrassed, but oh, well. So early on in our relationship, uh, my husband had chose to go to another team. He was here in Arizona with the Cardinals and we were dating. And I said, well, you know, why are you you know, doing that? And he explained to me about this opportunity to get a, a, a Super Bowl ring. Me, I'm business. I'm like, well, how much does the ring work? And he's like, it's not about the words of the ring. It's about the accomplishment of the ring. And I'm going, but, you know, I'm thinking about finances and stuff. And he said, well, it makes more sense for you to stay here. And he's like, you don't understand. And I didn't, but I was right. I was right. Because in the end, he says, I should have listened to you. And I'm like, yeah, but you thought I was just some girl trying to get you to stay here because I had the hots for you, which, you know, I did have the hots for you, but... I was looking at the business of it, you know? Right. So I, I think for, I think if your partner is allowing or not allowing, but if you have a true partnership, I think all those decisions should be made together. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if you're traded, you're traded. You can't do anything about that. But if this is a choice where I'm going to go here or there, when I decided to make my change, you know, my husband wholeheartedly supported my change. He actually wanted me to to make my pivot years before, but I was steadfast that I have to make sure that I'm doing the right thing for our future and our children. Whereas back then, you know, I was just the girl he was dating trying to tell him what to do, right? right. But I think I think that's very important um any decision, especially if I were the wife that wasn't playing the game. I could see how maybe sometimes that might, if they don't have a strong enough partnership, feel like I don't have the right to make a lot of decisions or to really push my opinion forward if that person is the one that's taking the toll physically and also playing the game. I've heard that too um, when I've talked to ladies. Well, it's his, his career. I'm like, yeah, but you had a career as wife and mother and whatever you chose to do at the same time. Right. Yeah. yeah, it is more right. I remember saying to my husband, um, "You're you're so blessed. You played so long. It's and he and it wasn't really my right to tell him that he should have felt blessed at a time when he was 
livid. You know, he was so angry. Mm -hmm. He wasn't ready. And so he was like, I don't feel blessed. I'm not blessed. I'm out. You know, like I'm not blessed. This isn't a blessing for me. It's, you know, so for, I had to really regroup because I'm thinking, damn, that's all, you know, you should be happy. It's a long time. It's time to go on and do something, you know, the next thing. So it's, you're right. It isn't really our right, but it is also, it is, it's our responsibility to take the reins when we have to, you know, that's, that's to me was the most important thing. Like I'm not, if I, I wanted to make sure I was doing something while Michael was playing because I thought when he loses his passion, if his passion is my passion, we're all going to be staring at each other and we're all going to lose. So I needed to keep things in order for what I was doing. So when he did, I could focus on what I was doing. So there would be normalcy in the family and yeah. also take the pressure off of me staring at him. Like, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do next? It's like, no, what are you going to do next? I'm still going to do right. that. And that's, that to me is the, the best thing is when, even if it's, you know, you mentioned you have hobbies, if it's your family, if it's whatever it is, if it's anything that you do, as long as you have focus on what it is that you're doing during this transition. Absolutely. Because I think one of the darkest periods was, you know, before we were married and I was, we were dating and uh, I'm telling all his business. Oh, well. And I remember going over his house and Blockbuster was out at the time. And he's like, you want to watch a movie? Well, I'm I'm not a huge movie watcher. I watch a movie, but you'll rarely ever catch me watch the same movie twice unless it's like Godfather, Gone with the Wind, <laughs> you know, the classics, right? right. Um, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, puts in a movie, takes it out, puts in the next movie. And I'm like, okay. To put in the third movie, I'm like, dude, we just watched like three freaking movies back to back. And then we get up and we go to Blockbuster and he trades and he gets three more. And I'm like, um, okay, what's going on? And he's yeah. like, nothing. I'm watching I'm like over you. This is what you do. He says, I'm waiting for my agent to call me. Mm. Um, you're waiting for your agent. Cause this is really foreign to me. I'm used to like, get out the paper back in the day, you know, write out the, the, the job applications, show up, stock the place you want to work, you know, like <laughs> you right. go and you get a job. And I'm like, Oh, so you guys wait for your agent to call me give you a job yeah I'm like this is this is not this is not normal mm -hmm. and so I'm like in between it's depression I'm not depressed yeah you are you just watched six movies you know I'm not depressed yeah yeah dude you are so the pivot came with that too mm -hmm. and I think it's really difficult for a man who's used to being in my opinion like a gladiator going out there and physically I'm looking at these guys like, geez, if you did this to me, I'd have a bruise. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're out there and you're physically bucking up against these guys and this is the game and it's what it's just it's kind of chaotic, kind of cute, you know, out on the field. Right. But when it's not happening, you're just, you're wow. still and you're sitting and you're waiting for a job to come. And that was difficult for me. And I think that I became, his friend more than anything in that period. And so, you know, obviously we went on to develop our relationship, get married, et cetera. But I had to, I had to realize that Marte's career greatly influenced it, uh, influenced his overall well-being, his mental well-being, his spiritual well-being, his identity. He was a football player. Now who am I? 
Which is very understandable. I mean, and I know, I know we have to cut this, um, off soon because I have uh, another meeting and I know, you know, Camille, you're so lovely to have given us this time here today oh, as well. You, um, I mean, I feel like we could talk to you for hours and hours, but I think, you know, <laughs> one of the things that um, Marte said, and, and it's really true and, and thinking about it is that everyone was on the same schedule. Like you're on the same schedule, mm-hmm. you have the same workout schedule, you have the same everything. And then all of a sudden that's taken away. And that's why Cynthia and I really, we, why we do these these shows because, you know, of people like you, of the things that you've gone through and what you've built and, you know, how you've pivoted in your life and how you knew, okay, this is the time I need to pull Marte up. We want others to be sitting out there, whether they're an NFL, whether they're in another professional athlete, whether they're, you know, married to someone that's in a high powered position. It, it's, it goes very mm-hmm. deep. We mm-hmm. need to think and we need to be better. We need to think about he got pulled from something. It's like, you know, in, in our society, it's like, oh, you're a professional athlete. Oh, you're gone the next day. Okay, who else is going to put his jersey on? Where, where Where's that number going? We need yeah. to think of this as people and humans. And yeah. when you love something that you're doing so much, it doesn't matter. And we, and we talked about this a lot. It doesn't matter how mu- like how strong your mind is. It doesn't matter how stable you are, how if you don't have depression in your family, you have not, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It is going to mess with you. It mm-hmm. is going to mess with you. And if you don't have that support system, it's going to mess with you even even more. So it's important for everyone to understand and people that are in, you know, wives, husbands, you know, when, when a husband loses his job, you know, don't sit there and be like, okay, now you got to do the dishes and go do all this. No, let them sit in that for a little while. Let them find yeah, out what their next moment. thing is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I so appreciate you, you know, sharing all of that um, here on YNS Live with NFL Thread Live on Fireside. Um, again, we could talk forever. I mean, I think the next point, I've, Cynthia, I think we, we have, you know, Marte and Camille on to oh, really talk about it. I mean, absolutely. This is a beautiful, you know, ending with Pivot. I think we should pick up and do a nice, you know, Pivot show with you guys both together because I think personally it will help so many. Yeah, it will help so many people. So many players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, in closing, I'll share there in my former career, I was working with a family, helping them keep do something at their house. And the, the husband was a former NFL player. And I would arrive at the house at like seven in the morning. And he, when I tell you he was fully dressed, like he was up and fully dressed every day. At first I was like, oh, that's cute. And then after a while, I realized he didn't have anywhere to go. He just was trying to create some form mm-hmm. of structure. Nice. So he would get up and get dressed every day and go to Starbucks. And his wife at the time, she's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. and I'm going, well, at least he's, you know, up, he's yeah. not laying in the bed and he's up and out. And yeah. I, I saw the, the structure, like he would go out and talk to the neighbors, mow the lawn, like he had to have. So structure. I knew that Tay had to have structure. So he had a gym membership and <laughs> mm-hmm. you got to go over here. Yeah. But thank you, ladies, so much. This has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining again. Thank you everyone, wherever you're listening, if you're on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, you know, thank you again for joining YNS live with NFL thread here on fireside. And again, keep, keep following all of us because you will find out when we have Marte and Camille back on, uh, to follow up with their story about pivoting out of the league, hearing from Martel and his side of the story, um, as well. So thank you again for joining and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you ladies.